Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. I've been taking my time with these episodes once a month. Time is just a construct. <laughs> Especially in 2020. Yeah. Um, but for this episode, I am joined by my roommate and Ashley. And Ashley. <laughs> I am an Ashley. <laughs> roommate and friend, Ashley. And an Ashley. Happy to be here. You know, living in my house. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we supposed to do? I'm surprised. I, it's kind of weird that I ha- we haven't done more episodes because yeah. what else ha- has there been to do in 2020? We find things. Contemplate existential doom. True. We could talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always kind of touch base on it. Yeah. Like the end is near. <laughs> we have like what? Three weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the end. So I was driving on... <laughs> the five to get to the 94 last night okay and as I was driving I saw this flashing light in the sky (laughs) and it was blinking and I saw some sort of structure Mm -hmm. and it was not where the buildings were Hmm. it was and it was it kind of in what the flight path is right across the five but it wasn't a plane or a helicopter so I (laughs) get out my phone and I start recording it because my thought is it's a it's the aliens. Yeah, they're, here. they're here. You and I just they're recently watched themselves. signs, yeah. too. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening. Well, as I get closer to it, I realize that it is the Goodyear blimp. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it for, was, like, the Padres game or something? Yeah. Well, so for whatever game they're doing in San Diego only, like, oh. all the teams, I don't I okay. couldn't tell you. So it was at the stadium. Yeah. But it was in. Oh it wasn't near the stadium. It was like closer to like Golden Hill area. Yeah. And I. Well, where do you think they park them? They have to like fly from somewhere. They don't just appear. But in it downtown. was. It was just hovering. It was just staying still. Like yeah. it wasn't like moving. Like I know blimps don't move fast, but it was <laughs> literally just like stuck. And I was like, oh my god, the hmm. aliens. That was it. And I was 100% okay with it. Like, I was just like, okay, take me. Here we go. Like, buckle up. Yeah. I don't know what I, I don't think I would survive an alien invasion, though. Um, Well, if it's anything like signs, I think we're going to be okay here because we're close to water. And they're not supposed to like water. True. But if they're not like signs, what's like another alien invasion movie? I can't Uh, think of anything. I mean, The Faculty, which we also just recently watched. I but mean, I wouldn't. It replicated in water. They loved water. That's true. So maybe they're they're already here inhabiting people, body and that's snatchers. why, like, yeah, the body snatchers are already they're the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> and we dove right into that. One. <laughs> <laughs> what else would make sense about like their behavior and thought process other than they've been? Like the current like Republican Party, mm-hmm. like the the like is like the one that's been established, like was normal, and then all of a sudden, in recent years, aliens the last four years have <laughs> taken over them. Hot gotcha. takes. This is Ashley's <laughs> hot takes. Are we not talking about conspiracies this time? <laughs> I mean, we definitely can. Um, I don't have really any good new conspiracies right now. I mean, that was a pretty good one. I don't think I could top it. <laughs> right off the cuff, too. Yeah. That's not one I've heard before. So, uh, yeah, I um, I do appreciate that one. Okay, so we've established 
aliens are real, whether they're here or not, up mm-hmm. for debate. Yeah. I'm sure now that we're, we're talking okay about with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure now that we're talking about it, like TikTok's going to show us a bunch of alien Aliens. videos. I was seeing a bunch like a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told you about that. No. I was seeing a bunch of like UFO things going on. I literally thought it was a UFO. Yeah. Like it looked like a UFO. It was just, it was just staying in the sky. And I was like, were you... We weren't coworkers, no, because we were on the 11th floor of the building that shall not be named one time for like a happy hour mm-hmm. after work. And it was like that rocket launch that like, SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX. And like we didn't correlate and none of us yeah. knew or thought to bring it up that that was happening that day. And when we started freaking seeing that th- thing in the sky, we're in, in downtown looking over the bay. Yeah. And it's lighting up the sky and there's like. You can hear like something talking to it or voices coming from it. I was freaking out. Yeah. And I was like, if this is how we go, like, I mean, what a story that I'll never get to tell. But I got to tell it. Kyle got a really good picture of it. I have a video (laughs) of it because I was once again driving when this happened. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not supposed to be on my phone while I'm driving. But when stuff like this happens, you have to because I'm going to document something that looks like an alien spaceship. Like every single time. But I was out in Santee and I was getting on the freeway and I was like freaking out. Like, what is that? Like, yeah. And it was just so crazy. I don't even think I knew that that was supposed to be happening. And I think even if you knew it was going to happen, that's not what we were expecting. It's like, not at all what I was expecting. It, it literally, literally looked like an alien. Yeah. Like, and it looks like imagine. it was off our shore, like yeah. real close to San Diego. Not yeah. like from wherever it was, I think a little bit further yeah. up the coast. I thought it was in San Diego. I don't know. Maybe it was. But it looked like way too close. And like, we're so close to the airport right there. I yeah. was like, how is this not in the flight path? Like, yeah. What is going on? Somebody explain. And like, we couldn't find any information on it for a long time. We were all just like staring like, holy shit. Like, this is how it happened. And it's just like, and I think if that were to ever really happen and it really was aliens, um, like, what would we, what could you do? Like, you would literally just be watching it. Like, yeah. And then be glued to our TVs with the uh, aluminum foil caps on. And I mean, if young Joaquin Phoenix wants to protect me with a baseball bat, he certainly can. He definitely can. Even older, current Joaquin Phoenix yeah. could do it, you know? He can he, get it. He does something. <laughs> he can protect me from yeah. some aliens. Oh, he's the best. State. Yeah, we love him. We stand Joaquin Phoenix. We do. Well, we got off to a wild start. This was a tangent. We were actually not <laughs> scheduled where we did not plan to talk about the aliens or politics yet. No. But what did you want to talk about? Well, as we discussed before we started recording, you and I are both menstruating. Yeah, I'm bleeding from the nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> The human body is so beautiful. Yeah. It's also the first day that I've used a Diva Cup. I made the switch. I decided last month after having just a really annoying time with tampons that I was done with that bullshit. And I purchased it while like kind of wrapping up my cycle at the time. So I waited for this cycle to uh, break that baby in. And how did you... Were you anxious about it or? Um, I kind of forgot 
about buying it uh-huh. until like this morning I got up and went to the bathroom and I was like, oh, great. Cool. This is today. I didn't buy any tampons. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah. I have this little thing in a pouch. I'm good. Yeah. The little pouch, the little bag it comes mm-hmm. in. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was like, OK, let's do this. Yeah. I feel I I have the same thoughts probably every month. I've been using mine for like five months. Nice. But I also realize that if I weren't working from home, mm-hmm. I would never have it on me without knowing I was like. Cause yeah. Like, I, are you supposed to put it in your purse? Yeah. In like the little pouch? Is that what the pouch is for? Probably like to go to carry it. Yeah. Like, and I guess like if you really know or think you're going to start like you could do that. But that just absolutely slips my mind mm. every month. Like I don't ever have it on me. Yeah. So I'm just grateful that I do work, work from, from home, home now. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that. That is interesting. Well, I, I guess I usually don't start like randomly in the middle of the day yeah. for me. So it's, it'll be something usually that I would do in the morning. Yeah. Knock on wood. Now it's going to happen to me whenever it yeah. you know, wants to now that I said it. But, um, yeah, I guess. I know. I was also kind of thinking like when I was talking to people about mm-hmm. switching, I'm like, what do you do if you're like in a public bathroom that doesn't have like a sink right there yeah. with you? And they're like, well, you don't really need to take it out yeah. in the middle of the day to do that. And if you do, you should probably upsize yeah, because it's not holding enough for your flow, which I guess we'll get to that place if it ever happens. Mine literally... When I was using tampons, I was like, there's so much blood that mm-hmm. comes out of my body. Especially when they leak. Like, like it's- I just was always in awe of how so much blood could come from one area. Yeah. And now I don't even feel like it fills up that much of the cup. Yeah. That's what I was telling my friend Danielle because I've been giving her updates throughout the day. She hasn't switched yet, but I think after my experience, she probably will. Um, do it, Danielle. This is your sign. <laughs> um, she was like, so was it full when you switched it? And I was like, I mean, I couldn't really tell because there was a little bit of a masker, <laughs> but it did not seem like enough where like if today was like my first day of my cycle, it's usually a heavier day for mm-hmm. the amount of like cramping and like tenderness I had today. It probably would have been a several tampon type of day. Yeah. And it did not like do have tampons been lying to us about the amount of blood that we actually I feel like they're not as absorbent as they say claim to be, you know, like they're all like super absorbent, Mm -hmm. maximum absorption. (laughs) But it's like, no, that can't be true, because with a diva cup, you can technically leave it in for 12 hours like and it still wouldn't necessarily be overflowing yeah and like I I do that and yeah. it, and it ha- there's little measurements on the side of it like if you can see through the massacre that happens <laughs> and it's like I think it's ounces and it literally is like two ounce three ounces like yeah that does, in a 12 hour day it doesn't supposedly. even sound like that much no. so it's just like so crazy because I had the same thought of when I started using it like oh my god it's gonna be so full And then, you know, it is messy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Surprising amount of pressure to try to take it out. I was like, um. Well, and you first look at this thing and like my immediate thought is there's no way that's fitting in me. You know, because circumference wise, I feel like it's a little girthier. I I don't know. We might have to compare (laughs) our products (laughs) because I went with the flex cup. 
So okay. it's not like the Diva Cup like tea. Oh, trademark. that's the one that gets like I get ads for it either on TikTok or on Instagram. The reason I wanted to go with that one was because it has like a loop to pull on and it's not just like the silicone like stub stub because I'm like I can't, I'm not gonna be able to get enough grip on this mine's like a stem yeah yeah there's so I got it has like happens. a little loop that you can kind of hook into and oh. like it pulls like the side loose and that one looks more like plasticky still very soft and squishy yeah silicone. but I feel like it's it's like a it's a different kind of plastic I um, maybe but we'll have to compare when they're not <laughs> when they're contaminated not or pro- currently lodged inside our vaginal canal <laughs> sorry gentlemen who listen you're getting more sex education in this maybe hour-long podcast than you did your entire high school experience true that I sipped to my team <laughs> There'd be some seed tipping. That's not what I meant to say. My brain literally is not working. Uh, We'll get that on a t-shirt. There'd be some seed tipping. (laughs) We're really loopy. I apologize if all you hear is me laughing in your ears right now. Oh, yeah. My cackle is probably not Um, attractive. Okay. So you got the you got the flex cup. Did yes. you order it online? D- do they have that in stores, or did you order it online? Um, I ordered it from Target online. Okay. So yes, it got delivered. Can, yeah, it got okay. delivered surprisingly quickly. I mean, it's for Target delivery, or whatever. But yeah, you can go pick it up at Target or probably any convenience store. Yeah. that sells feminine feminine products. Yeah. So I bought mine in person in Target. Yeah. And I get, for some reason, not anxiety, but I get kind of, like, very aware of who else is in that aisle with me as I'm looking at those products. Always have. (laughs) Don't know why. Hmm. I've also never bought condoms before. I haven't either. Oh, my God. Look at us. Yeah. Making the men do the job they should be doing. Yeah, they definitely should be doing it. Um, have you seen the TikTok of that guy who like stocks his bathroom with like feminine supplies? No, but I want that man in my yeah, life. Yeah, he's single and it's not like he's having like a ton of girls like coming over for yeah. playtime, but he's like, I just have a lot of friends who are females oh, I did and see I this. want them to be comfortable in my house. You know, I mean, maybe his mama raised him right and was just like, you should have this available if you want. Yeah. If you don't want girls being like, I have to go home, like, because, you know, this is yeah. going on or like, you just want to have stuff available to them so that they yeah, feel comfortable around you. I will say I that's amazing. Yeah. I will say most guys that I know that were either friends or that I've dated never got weird about periods and mm. stuff like that. I did have one guy who I like started my period in the middle of the night and we, we had like, I'd gone home with him from Mm -hmm. a bar but he slept on the couch like a gentleman Mm -hmm. and let me sleep in his bed but I ended up starting my period in the middle of the night oh gosh and got blood everywhere and I had to wake him up and like I was so anxious because I felt so bad that's so embarrassing definitely I can't imagine and like he was just so sweet about it and Mm. he was just like he changed the sheets and like his roommate had a girlfriend so they had like she had stuff good like and it was just like such a good experience it's not for what that we to would happen. have expected yeah because i that feel sucks. like there are men out there that would be grossed out by that and it's like, like oh god like really like just yeah. regretful and 
Yeah. So it's just like, why is that? I mean, maybe that's something that we're projecting. Maybe it is because like I said, like I feel most of the men in my life, guys, most of them, I wouldn't consider men. Most of the boys in my life Mm -hmm. haven't ever been weirded out by like period stuff. I don't really think so either. Yeah. Not anybody I would consider like somebody that I wanted to like be in my life. Yeah. Like there's definitely been guys that like are friends of friends and I'm just like, you're a douchebag. Like go away. Yeah. Don't really care any opinion that comes out of their mouth. Yeah. So period talk. It's just not a surprise when yeah. they're grossed out about it. But yeah, same. I was going to ask you though, cause you grew up like you went through your adolescence mostly with your dad, right? Mm-hmm. How was that? Oh my God. Can I share my first period story with you? It's your podcast, bitch. (laughs) So I've, I think I've shared this with a lot of people because a it's traumatizing AF and I love sharing my trauma with people (laughs) and and B it's hilarious at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yes, I grew up primarily with my dad and we like never, I never had a sex talk. I never had yeah. any sort of talk about my body changing or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I think I was exposed to it in real life, like seeing people have sex. So I think maybe that's why they never had the talk with me. Okay. Um, but so it was the summer going into seventh grade and my dad had just moved to Japan work he was a civilian for the navy Mm -hmm. and I was supposed to go stay with him for that summer in the whole year of seventh grade like I was gonna go to school on the navy base cool in Japan and so you know I'm 12 years old and I fly to Japan with my dad (laughs) and enjoying the summer in Japan I'm not enjoying it actually I was a big brat and I hated everything about it um like a weird time to like just culture shock a person it was a huge culture shock and like he didn't live on the base like he Mm -hmm. had a house like outside of the city even Mm. like that he stayed in. it was like a huge house side note it also looked exactly like the house that was in the grudge so like all of the houses are pretty similar out there like similar structure like similar rooms like I remember watching the grudge for the first time and being like was this shot in my dad's house in Japan (laughs) it looked identical (laughs) But so, yeah, so we're, you know, we're out on our own mm-hmm. in like the country of Japan. Yeah. And, and you're a preteen. I'm, you know, 12 years, 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And my dad is still working. Like I was just supposed to be there for the, I was like supposed to move there. And um, I just remember waking up like a month into being there. And I was, I started my period And I freaked out and this was back before, you know, cell phones really like I had a like a really old cell phone, but Mm -hmm. we had like a um, like a calling card, like a calling card to call international. But it's also this huge time difference. Right. So like I don't even know what time it was when I called my mom because I woke up in the morning and I call her just freaking out and crying and I was so upset (laughs) and I was so angry and just pissed off, you know. Well, your hormones are all over the place. Yeah, my hormones are all over the place. I'm in a foreign country. I'm only with my dad. My dad's not even physically there. Oh, my God. Like it was just like. It was not a great experience. Um, And so, like, I called my mom and she, like, 
answered and calmed me down. She was like, you just need to call your dad. Like, just tell him. Blah, blah, blah. So my dad had to, like, leave work, go to some <laughs> Japanese supermarket, pick up products he thought that I need. I just remember the man showing up with so much stuff. <laughs> Everything. And I was so overwhelmed. You're like, I don't even want options. I wanted the one thing. Yeah, like- I don't even know what to do. Like, looking at tampons, I was like, where does that go? Yeah, like- and was it all in, like, Japanese? Yeah. Oh, my god. So I literally just used pads because yeah. what else was I supposed to yeah. do? It wasn't until, I think, even the following summer that I started using tampons and my aunt had to teach me because mm-hmm. I I didn't know what I was doing still. It's a good aunt. It was. Yeah. She was a very good aunt, but (laughs) I was just like, it was traumatizing, but it is what it is. Yeah. I just remember mine was definitely not nearly as traumatizing as that. It's all traumatizing no matter what. Yeah. Like, um, I think I was like in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. Seventh or beginning of eighth. I don't remember exactly. I was, like, playing with my friends. Like, I was a hardcore, like, outdoor playing kind of girl. And yeah. there was a lot of boys in our complex. And there was one other girl. She definitely started her, uh, puberty before I did. Uh, but we were, like, I don't know, playing soccer or something in the yard. And I was like, hmm, doesn't feel right. So I went home. I was like, yeah, it's happening. Nobody was home, like. My mom was working. My sister was probably working or with friends. And I remember staring at the instructions. Actually, I remember, like, I think the month before I maybe, like, spotted and thought, like, this is it. So I started, like, studying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But nothing actually ever, like, came about from it. But I remember looking at the instructions for the tampons. Mind you, like, my mom and my sister are, like, fully grown adults. So they're using, like, super and that was all they had. Like, they didn't, you know, Oh, my God. A, Your a tiny little body doesn't need that. That was the traumatizing part. So, like, the first time I actually need, like, it was for real. I was on my period. I mean, I probably wasn't bleeding hardly at all, but still yeah. wanted to take care of it. And I thought that was what, like, that was the only option. Yeah. Um. So I used it. And, like, the first, I, like called my mom or I like paged my mom I can just feel the dryness like Like the tearing yeah of what that experience is like because it's like that even for me sometimes now as an adult if it's like the wrong if it's too big yeah not the right amount of flow yeah yeah doesn't get up yeah it was so (laughs) painful um but I hadn't experienced this pain yet so I got it in there I was like, all right, step one done. Step two, tell my mom. So I paged her and paged told her, her. Oh to call me back God. and had to tell her on the phone. She was like, okay, did you figure out a tampon or do you want me to like pick you up some pads or some other options for tampons? And I was like, I got one up there and I like played it off like totally cool. <laughs> I was like, I did fine. Like it, the deed has been done. And she was like, okay. oh my god you little badass you're like 12 years old using a tampon for the first time on your first period by myself feel like off of the instructions i don't know anyone that's done that but the removal was not so fun and i like probably left it in way longer just because every time i tried i was like no 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 (laughs) just like so dry yeah um but then uh my mom did end up coming home from work with like some slim fits little preteen sized 
um, tampons and some she was like so you don't wear those overnight because you can get toxic shock and like gave me the talk and she was like I don't ever want to see a used pad like you wrap it up and you like tuck it away um, but that was yeah I also like I it was really daunting to me like just kind of waiting for it because it kind of felt like all my friends had already Got it. started and my sister had really, really painful periods. Like, mm-hmm. and so I thought that that was what was about to happen to me. Yeah. And that it was going to be terrible. And like, I've had phases where it's been really rough on yeah. my body, but overall, I think I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like when I was younger, my, I, my periods didn't bother me at all. As I get older, they seem to get worse, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of should be the opposite. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was going to ask you something. Oh, I was going to just bring up. So like we were like 12 years old. I think there are girls now that are like in fourth and fifth grade that are starting their periods. Oh my God. Like I think Haley told me her younger cousin has been on her period since she was in fourth grade. Wow. And she's, I think there was like one girl yeah. maybe in fourth or fifth grade that had gotten hers and like everybody was talking about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got like my breast buds in like fifth grade, I think. You yeah. Know, your boobs just like all of a sudden hurt. Yeah. And then you wear those weird things called training bras. What are we training them for to training. fit into a bra? Like yeah. they're going to fit there. Yeah, I don't know what, why they call it a training bra. Training us into submission. Training us to be fit into the patriarchy. Graceful, dainty women. Yeah. That Ugh. don't, that you can't see their nipples. It makes so much sense now why Women's Liberation burn their bras. It's <laughs> like, I don't really like wearing a bra anymore. I have, like, two that are kind of comfortable. Yeah. If I have to. I don't really, I mean, I am right now. I did buy three bras this year, and that was the first time I bought a bra probably since 2014. Since before your second surgery. Yeah, well, because I got new bras when I got my implants because my mm-hmm. boobs were so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And then I wore like those two bras for that entire time that I had the implants, wow. basically. So <laughs> that was way too long for yeah. wearing the same bras. <laughs> we all do it. But they were like, there was no, there was no underwire. There was no, it wasn't even like a real bra. Like there was no clasp. It was like I just pulled it over, but it had cuffs interesting a padded sports bra basically but it was like (laughs) lacy like they're trying to make it cute interesting yeah and then once I got my implants out then I was just like I don't need to wear bras yeah so I literally would wear like bralettes or like sports bras yeah but yeah um when we were talking about art diva cups earlier did you come across the tiktok of the girl who records her face as she's inserting her it was the funniest thing I've ever seen and like she did a follow-up because she got so it went viral (laughs) and she did a follow-up because so many people were like how did it go like and it was just so crazy like she's literally posted up in her bathroom 
and like her phone is set up somewhere and you can see like she's sitting on the toilet but it's like probably from her chest up and yeah. it's just her facial and you see her arms moving and like her maneuvering <laughs> to get it oh in oh my gosh so what, what was the first time right? it was the very first time i wonder what my face looks like i mean i was like half awake <laughs> so i was just like is it in gosh i oh. mean maybe taking it out i was like probably a little more animated <laughs> it's so interesting it's i mean with tampons and now with the diva cup taking it mm-hmm. out is like so difficult like your vagina yeah. just wants to hold on to it it's like a vacuum <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> me neither i definitely don't like that it's, it's supposed like... to expel babies right like why does it go why does the suction happen the other way <laughs> I don't know. like i can't even imagine how much pressure it takes to like pour something out the other way that's way bigger I have no idea. And then the fact that right now my friend Leah is just walking around and her cervix is open four centimeters. Yeah. And her doctor's just chilling. Like that that doesn't seem sanitary. It that's she's, too big of an opening. And she's just at home still, right? She hasn't gone yeah. into labor and delivery. No, she could technically be like four centimeters dilated for weeks. Whoa. That doesn't oh, seem sanitary. My gosh. Well, I mean, you have your whole vaginal canal and, like, your labias protecting anything from kind of getting up there. And it's true. I don't necessarily think she should have intercourse, but maybe she should. I don't know. I... <laughs> Birthing freaks me out. <laughs> I feel like having sex when your cervix is open like that is risky business. I would agree. What if I don't? There's just too much. There's too many what ifs running <laughs> through gonna, my head. Did right you now. have Leah on for her birth story? I have. Yeah, her first one. I can't wait to hear about what happens with I, this one. Yeah, I'm recalling some of the details now. <laughs> oh yeah, they, she had a wild birthing experience. She's hilarious. Well, good luck, Leah. I'm sending you all of the positive juju, even though I have no concept of what you're about to go through. Yeah, she's. The human body, the female body especially, is just so crazy. Like, yeah, just that. We are aliens. I know. I don't like to think about that. that we allow parasites to grow in our bodies for yeah. nine months. Mm-hmm. We literally grow them like we yeah. and we choose it, you know? Yeah. It's not like they and there's take a whole over. shit ton of people who really shouldn't have an opinion about if we're allowed to grow them in our bodies or not trying to make laws about it. Very true. I don't want to have children. No uterus, no opinion. Not going to be a handmaid. Fuck off. I really hope my FBI agent is taking notes because <laughs> I will not go peacefully. Uh, you're going to be the June. Yes. <laughs> I want that show to come back. Although right now it'd probably hit too oh, close. To too home. close. I started it. Uh, I feel like you the, started it in the pandemic. At the very, very beginning. Like, I think I started it right before the pandemic struck really yeah. hard. Like, the, it was a thing, but not in the United States yet. Um, And I got through about, like, to the beginning-ish, maybe the first quarter of season two. And I was like, I can't. Oh, it gets keep doing this. So good. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it no matter what, but just have a hard time with things that I don't know how they're going to end. Same. That's why I rewatch the we same return four shows. to our comfort viewing. Yeah. Uh, my friends over at um, Art Time of the Month podcast uh, 
just a little plug for them there. They were talking about that. They've talked about it a lot during quarantine that like we, we do return to things because it helps our anxiety. Like mm-hmm. totally to know where it, where the storyline's going, even if it's bad, like we, yeah. we already know we're prepared for it. We're not here for any more like surprises because there's so many unknowns and surprises in the world right now. Yeah. I totally it's feel extreme. that. Yeah. Like I, there's, and I feel like there's so many new shows and like movies and stuff right now that I do want to watch. Yeah. But, and I also don't right now have like the, the span can't think of attention span attention span yeah to watch something new right now right because like I just I have so much other stuff that like is going through my head or that I'm thinking about you know Mm -hmm. in the back of my mind and so it's I feel like I'm not giving new shows or movies like a real chance because I'm like the attention they deserve yeah focusing or thinking about other things you know so it's like I can throw on shows that I've watched a million times and I don't really have to pay attention but I can if I want to right type of thing yeah Absolutely. I've been trying to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor mm-hmm. all week. I got back from camping on Monday and was just like too tired. And I'm like, I know that it's not fair to start the show this tired. Yeah. Um. So I tried again on Tuesday and the first few episodes are good, but I can really only do like an episode at a time mm-hmm. before my brain is like, okay, where's TikTok or like, check my email yeah go work on something go walk the dog like I I would like to binge it and my friend Jessica did binge it she binged it on Monday and she was camping with me I don't know how she even stayed awake for that but she finished it already and I was like how are you she's not human (laughs) nobody's human that can do that after a three-day weekend of camping she's constantly consuming like brand new stuff and telling me to watch things too but I just (sighs) I'm jealous of people watching Boy Meets World. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You told me we need to watch the Halloween episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got to do that. Let's do that after we're done recording. It's such a good... Folks listening, back me up here and tell Victoria that the Halloween episode of Boy Meets World, where they, like, kind of recreate a slasher of, I know what you did last summer, or Scream, or whatever, is the best episode the best, like, Halloween rendition of pretty much any show. I know you're going to disagree and say Buffy is better. But it's just so pure, and it was so spot on for the time. Like, they really had their finger on the pulse of, like, what was consumable, like, content. Because there were so many slashers yeah. coming out at that time. They're like, Boy Meets World. We're going to write a slasher it's episode. It's so interesting that it's, like, this wholesome Boy Meets World show, yeah. you know, that does something like that and really like the only like gruesome thing that happens is like a pencil goes through somebody's (laughs) head (laughs) spoilers sorry um and it's like it looks so fake yeah but you're like good for them for attempting some disney gore you know it's just so crazy because i remember when you shared you sent me a video or something or like it was a TikTok, I think of it maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I didn't even know that a, this episode existed <laughs> and b the time it took me to remember what Sean's girlfriend's name was in <laughs> college. Yeah. She's Angela. I know that now, <laughs> but I literally sat there like, that's how far uh, removed you are from boy meets world. Yeah. That's not, that's and not I've been, it's picks. like what I fall asleep to. It's that or sister, sister. I don't know why. <laughs> 
mean, those were the things that, like, I watched, like, getting ready for school every day. Yeah. So, like, I guess that's what I'm longing for. Interesting. Is, like, simpler time where the biggest thing I had to worry about was that I didn't do my homework. Yeah. Oh, I would kill for problems like that again. Yeah, I would. It's like I feel bad for teenagers in high school and college and stuff like that because I feel like it's such a weird time to be doing that. Such uncharted. But I also feel like you think you have problems. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, everybody's got their shit, right? Like every that's like human suffering is universal. Yeah. It's just how you move through it and choose to like adapt or overcome. Yeah. And they just they just there's so many things that they wouldn't even like understand Mm -hmm. that we had to do when we were teenagers you know like they just have access to pretty much every song that has ever existed yeah they can stream it for free usually and if you can't it's like what a dollar 99 on the itunes store or whatever you know and then you have it forever after that so you have to pay that every time you listen but yeah or it's not like it's a cd that you could lose or scratch or something like it's just so crazy in the cloud now yeah yeah that is wild i was i I can't remember what i was who I was talking to or what it was about, but I was like, do kids even use calculators anymore? No, but I saw a meme that was like, why did we ever learn Y equals MX plus B? <laughs> and the first, and somebody responded and they made it into like an equation about how many drinks you can afford if you have $50. Yeah. It was like $50 equals 5X plus 10. Yeah. And they like turned it into an equation and I was like, wow, that was some good math. I couldn't have done it. I but. wouldn't. Pro- <laughs> I mean, maybe I wouldn't have actually used the equation like outright or been like, I'm going to use this equation, but like. <laughs> Like, if I had to, like, break it down either in my brain or, like, on a piece of paper, it yeah. would have probably looked like that. Like, solve for X. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. Like, how, but why couldn't they just give us real-life concepts? Like, instead of saying Johnny has 55,000 apples, <laughs> and how long does the train take to get from San Diego to Seattle? <laughs> like, what? None of that ever made sense to me. Like, but waiting until the things will come up in like real life scenarios to teach it yeah would have made more sense i guess like maybe we didn't need to learn algebra until we were trying to figure out balancing a check like bills yeah. and stuff like that and like managing our own finances mm-hmm. yeah i agree i feel but i feel that way i feel like there's so much that we had to sit through in school that we shouldn't have mm-hmm. and that did not do most of us any good right. you know that was just unnecessary yeah I understand why math and science is important mm-hmm. but those were my least favorite subjects yeah and I think and I mean and that's fair because I think for people who would say math and science were their favorite subjects their least favorite would probably be like English and social studies and the arts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and I think that that's fine. And I think that's part of what should be reformed within education in public school. It's kind of figuring out where you do thrive and, and applying it because yeah, I think the first time that I understood like fractions was in college when I was taking a theatrical stagecrafts class. Yeah. And I was like measuring 
pieces of wood to cut for a set. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know I can, I understand fractions for the first time as a 22 year old human. Yeah. Because it's something that I cared about in the field that I could see myself going into. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they, yeah, they definitely should kind of like reform or restructure how subjects aren't like chunked into these silos. Yeah. But how each type of like, you know, career path or if it's like just your interest, you can fit your, subjects into those specifically yeah and also just like not forcing every single student to take all the same curriculum yeah you know like and I remember I mean I think depending on how many classes you take like in high school you get electives which is great whatever but it's also like there should just be and I partly because there's a lack of educators right like there's not enough teachers to teach various different forms of the same subject you know like there's usually like three or four English teachers yeah and they're all following the same curriculum that mm-hmm. you know um but I will say like my favorite teachers are the teachers that I felt like helped me learn the most or that really resonated with me were the ones that did their own spin on it like yeah did I learn the same thing as did I learn the same concepts as the classroom next to us? Yeah. yeah. But I learned it in a such different way. Yeah. And like, it was just more like, we really didn't take tests. Like there was just like open dialogue and conversations. And like, that was just always like the best way for me to learn. Cause I'm a terrible test taker. Yeah. Like give me a paper as something to write a paper on and I can do that. Right. Like have me talk about something. I can do it. Right. But if you're going to like test my memory on something. Yeah. Memorize these definitions. Yeah. And like cram it all into your brain to be expelled, like to just come out of your consciousness in 25 minutes. Yeah. And then never remember it again. Like that is such a terrible way to students learn and grow but I was thinking while you were talking about that like teachers that had the impact on you I definitely struggled in high school with the standard structure of like classes yeah and ended up flunking out a lot of my normal classes and had to take like night school and summer school to make up for them and I ended up graduating with like 3.9 yeah. After all, I made up all these classes, which was like crazy. Like, really, I could take night school and summer school and do way like just perform way better. Yeah. Because it was smaller. The teachers like really actually cared about you learning yeah. it and understanding it because you were kind of like at the last chance you could. Yeah. Um, but anyway, one of my English uh, retake classes was taught by a woman. I cannot remember her name for the life of me right now. It's going to come to me like in the middle of the night. Um, She won like teacher of the year for California, Mm -hmm. like the year or so before. And she was doing, she was just doing night school for students. And like, she had the biggest impact on me for, we had to write like a, some sort of personal speech or essay Mm -hmm. about what we want like what kind of impact we wanted to make on the world Mm -hmm. and like I still think about that to this day like she didn't care about us like memorizing Shakespeare I did that in other classes but (laughs) we didn't have to like learn all of the monotony behind English we could just kind of express ourselves write something kind yeah. of freehand and perf- and and implement the values of like the proper structure of an essay 
and sentences and stuff like proper grammar and all of that while talking about something that we really cared about yeah I think that was like life-changing for me yeah I also had a teacher in high school who he I think he actually just this last year won teacher of the year Mm. um his name is Mr. Tweet and he was the reason (laughs) I wanted to be a teacher for most of my life yeah um but you know he was very much like I think I remember the very first day I walked into his classroom because I really, really wanted him because all the <laughs> upperclassmen always talked about how awesome, awesome. he was. Yeah. And so I was so happy when I ended up getting into his class. And I think I remember like the very first day walking into his class, one of the first things he said to us was like, there's no such thing as stupid questions. Nice. And like I, that always resonated with me. Yeah. He's like, the only time it's a stupid question is if you say it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you're lessening like the importance of the question to you because like yeah. what is a question to you may not be a question to everybody else but that doesn't take away from it still being a important good question. for you to know yeah everything is important yeah exactly and like he like it was a very I think it's like Socratic type of learning where mm. it's just like free form like yeah you we, sit in a circle yeah like the chairs were all like in rows but around like the perimeter of the room so there's just open space mm-hmm. um and it was just very much like an open dialogue like and it was just the best learning experience and it makes me sad because I feel like kids right now aren't getting that I mean they're all on zoom like yeah. where you can't even hear what's going on yeah. like everyone's talking over everyone and such a different like I I just wonder what the lasting effects of this is going to be on this yeah. generation um but I have seen some TikToks of like kindergarten teachers and stuff doing really awesome things like for their students and yeah just showing like little snippets of like comments that the students <laughs> and they're like you had chicken nuggets for lunch that's awesome <laughs> you know like yeah it, it like teachers like that are really Kind of giving me hope, at least, yeah. that they're doing they're doing so much right now, yeah, um, to make sure that no child is really left behind. But yeah, I just, I, I mean, you know that it's happening. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just because it's just like I was listening, I think, to NPR, and there was a story about a mom that they like live out in the country somewhere so they don't have great internet yeah you know and so she has like two young kids that both need to be on zoom so they tried to go to the library the library's closed because of covid um and then they would like sit outside of like mcdonald's or Mm -hmm. starbucks that have like wi-fi but it was just like in and out so she ended up having to just pull them and start homeschooling yeah but it's like I don't think there's very many parents that are made to be teachers are made to homeschool that are qualified to homeschool (laughs) and that should be homeschooling. You know, Mm -hmm. I just think it's a lot of pressure on yourself, even if you were an educator with the experience. Like, I just think it's such a different it adds so many different elements together that it's not I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like for those kids that have to do that, you know? Yeah, me neither. And Leah's having a baby. So many of my friends are having babies. Yeah. I When I just got my eyebrows done the other day, my brow girl was pregnant. Oh, my God. Is that like six friends of yours? Um, It's Leah, 
Alicia, Cassandra, Jessica, and my brow girl so that's five I think I don't think I'm forgetting anybody but that's more than enough (laughs) so so many COVID babies yeah and it's too many for Aunt Victoria Uh like y'all gotta stop having sex because I can't afford all these birthdays and Christmas (laughs) I'm just like but once you have babies like you don't get gifts from me anymore your babies get the gifts that's good yeah (laughs) That's a good way to put it. I mean, Cassandra is the first friend of mine that is that I'm close enough with that's having a child. So yeah, I'm officially an auntie to that little bean. Yep. And so we have very different uh, experience and perspective on the baby thing, but I I definitely don't want kids. That's all I know. (laughs) So you won't be getting it from me. Yeah, I I go back and forth. I definitely think it's a right time right person absolutely type of thing yeah but I also think that I don't know if it'll ever be the right time it's I guess because I'm too worried about what's going to happen to the world yeah that I don't it gives me anxiety to think about bringing life into a world that I don't know what the future holds for them yeah and like it's a lot of pressure on you to make sure that you give them the the tools they need to be a change maker exactly in the world like you want pressure you want your kids to have a positive impact and to make the world a better place yeah than it was before them and everything um I think we might be like the first generation to think this way though agreed because our parents and our grandparents were just popping out babies like there was no tomorrow because it was like your American civic duty yeah to bring you know the, ho- the future homemakers or the future soldiers yeah. into the nation. Yeah. And now it's like, we don't care <laughs> about that. Yeah. It's I not w- ethical to do that. Yeah. I wonder like what the trend looks like population wise. Like, are we slowing down population growth because we're not, our generation's not having babies as I don't know. I feel like from my lens, that would make sense. But there's so many people who don't understand how babies are made, like, and and would rather have their instant gratification of, you know, not using contraceptives. Yeah. um, Just for their own pleasure. They don't think beyond that moment. There's so many of them that they yeah. can't possibly be. I think that the idiots are just the ones that are procreating. <laughs> that would make sense. Which we should sterilize them. <laughs> oh, my God. I had a really, really interesting conversation. I definitely don't uh, need to get into it on this particular podcast, but about sterilizing people until they have, like, passed the test to be competent enough oh, to yeah. procreate. I think... We need to implement some we need to implement some tests that people have to pass for a bunch of things. I think you should have to pass a test in order to vote. I yeah. don't think I wish we lived in a world where I believed everyone should be able to vote. Yeah. But I think that there are so many uneducated people who don't actually understand how the democracy yeah. works. Yeah, and ignorant people and people that just 
do stuff without thinking about the consequences of their actions, do things as a joke, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think there should be a test that you, if you have to pass a test to become a citizen of the United States, you should also have to pass a test in order to vote. Like, I think it should be across the board. Um, Not saying it has to be super difficult, but like you should have some understanding of the system and like how it affects you. Where your vote goes. Yeah. Um, I also think every like five years, everyone should have to retake their driver's test, driver's license test. Totally. Because I think there'd be a lot of freaking people that would lose their license. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing I think we need to have a test for is are you capable of having a baby and should you have a baby? Right. Like if you think about like and this is kind of this might be sensitive to some people, but in like the Catholic religion, Mm -hmm. if you want to get married in the church, you go to see the priest and Mm -hmm. you get counseling Mm -hmm. for several months before you actually get married. And he determines if it's viable, like if your relationship is viable, if your morals are aligned, if your goals are aligned, the things that you want to get out of marriage match up, then he will say, okay, yes, I can marry you in this church. Yeah. That should be kind of the same if you're thinking about having a child, Mm -hmm. like go to counseling, understand what the financial, the emotional, the physical Mm -hmm. burden it will be in order to have unprotected sex. Yeah, exactly. I, I do agree. And I think as much as I hate the Catholic church, I do agree with that idea yeah, I think that there I know personally of multiple couples who have not had conversations about certain things mm. before they get married, Jeez. whether that's how they feel about kids yeah. or financials. You know, sometimes couples want to combine everything. Yeah. Sometimes they want to keep it separate, you know, and yeah. those are the conversations I I don't have any place to say which way is right and which way is wrong. Right. But and you I'm not should, in that relationship. Yeah. You should be having that conversation with that person mm-hmm. well before you're getting to the point of marriage. Committing for life. Yeah, exactly. You know, signing a piece of paper. But <laughs> you're yeah. also like changing a lot about your standing with the government mm-hmm. when you get married. So like, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like it costs money to get married. And that's not just because you're throwing a party, like, to file for a marriage license. Mm -hmm. And it also costs a lot of money to get divorced. Mm -hmm. So, like, people should really... I don't think there's a lot of people that understand that. Yeah. And there's just a lot to consider. It is a lot to consider. it, It sucks because no one's teaching these things. Yeah. There's not a structure of that. Like, there is for school to learn Y equals MX plus B. Yeah. And etc. I was going to come up with another witty comment, but <laughs> I just decided to back out. You can cut this out. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. I was so last night I was talking to my friend Lisa and we were commenting about this person that we both know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did so-and-so have a baby? And she was like, yeah, I think he did. And I was like, is he with? the girl so we had to do some social media digging to find uh-huh. out he is in fact not with the girl oh and gosh. it is it is his second baby with a different woman mm-hmm. that he is not with the mom 
And then I start thinking about it. That's so common mm-hmm. for like our generation. Yeah. I would say like 35. casual sex has become such a yeah. normalized behavior. Like I just know so many people, you know, growing up in East County. Like mm-hmm. I know so many people that have multiple kids from multiple partners and they're not with either of them anymore. Any yeah. of them. Or if they even really were exactly apart from that one night yeah and I just was we were talking about it because I feel like when we were kids it was very like taboo for our parents to have like a child from another relationship or another marriage or even just out of wedlock yeah like it was just so crazy I mean like and I, I referred to, I was like, the whole concept of the show One Tree Hill is the guy <laughs> has two kids the same year from different women mm. and they just grow up their whole lives, but not acknowledging that they're brothers, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like so weird because that's such a wild concept to think about now because who like people aren't getting married anymore. No. Really? People aren't. I, I just feel like it's so much more common. And it's also like we can't even get guys to like define the relationship. Ugh. But they certainly want to get everything else that goes along with it. And that yeah. includes intimacy. Yeah. So. Why would he buy uh, the cow when he's getting the milk for free? Exactly. But like, oh, shoot. I keep losing my train of thought. <laughs> it's gone I don't know Um, I was just gonna say like we just normalized it so much that it's a it's almost better to be like the side chick yeah than to be the one getting played yeah I've been both Mm -hmm. and neither feel great right like in the moment when you're the one that's getting played, you like lie to yourself that it's not happening because you always know, right? You mm. always know. Like, yeah. even when you don't know, you know. Mm. Like, there's that gut feeling. Like, you just, the I don't trust know. trust isn't fully there. Yeah. So it's just like you're lying to yourself. And so you're kind of living in like this fake, happy way with yeah. this person. But that only lasts for so long. And then you're the side chick. And then you like super toxic not a great thing to say but like you are like winning because he's picking you over his oh, main yeah. chick oh yeah so it's like an it's ego nice thing to be like desired with that level of risk involved yeah but Ugh. then it's like wow what a shitty person it's totally gaslighting to right? do that yeah. yeah Ooh, gaslighting my favorite topic yeah i like to just call it out yeah when i see it it's just so normal. Like, yeah, but who, who is raising these people? I don't know. And like, that's the other thing too, right? Is you're having, if you're having kids right now, there's so much pressure on you as a parent to make sure that that kid's a, not an asshole, not, you know, me, like not harassing women if they're a guy or even if they are a girl, you know, mm-hmm. not harassing their peers. Like all the young adult novels that we read 
as teenagers or even still now because I reread them. (laughs) Me too. You know, it's just like the world of these like dystopian stories is what we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, And like the youth rebelling against the system. So I think we're our generation is a little more desensitized to it. Like we're not as triggered by it that or like they were grooming us to be the revolutionary generation true by like giving this this material yeah who knows for a while 2020 really felt like the hunger games oh yeah i mean i think i'd rather be a tribute than a handmaid at this point i can kick some ass want to say that I could but I don't think I could. <laughs> I kind of do take you more for a handmaid <laughs> if, if you needed to survive. Oh god. I don't like either of those choices. They're both pretty fucking bleak. But I just rapture me. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be body snatched. <laughs> yeah, somebody whatever's out there rapture me beam me up like that came full circle we're back to the aliens <laughs> um well moral I do... of the story kids is uh wrap it up until you're ready mm-hmm. use a diva cup because it's better for the environment even though it's definitely a learning curve it's pretty scary i'm not gonna lie to you and um worst comes to worst just pray for aliens yeah, I really think that's, like, the best way to go out is just them take over. Yeah, we had our chance. We fucked it up. They're going to come take it up, take it back. Probably. Or they've already, like, flown by in their spaceships. They're like, that's a shit show They're we're like, not wow. touching. Yeah, they've already. Wow, they did. They made it way worse than we thought they could. <laughs> so we're just not even going to bother anymore. Let them destroy themselves. Oh, that is so disappointing. You're not even giving me hope for aliens. <laughs> they don't even want to touch our dumpster fire. They don't. I don't really Maybe. blame them. Okay. I'm going to hold on to hope. <laughs> they could still. Maybe after November 3rd. Oh, my God. And on that note. Don't forget to go out and vote. Yes. Or if you're not go, you don't have to go out and vote. Actually, you can fill out your ballot at home from the comfort of your own home. Yep. Your couch, your bed. You can even wear your tinfoil hat while you do it. Yes. If you're worried that they're going to somehow read your mind um, while you're voting. But yeah, just vote, please. Use your brain. Um, While it's still our given right, Victoria hasn't passed the law yet that you have to pass the test to vote. Oh, God. If I'm ever president, watch out, guys. Oh, my gosh. It's just the first steps of a dictatorship. (laughs) They're trying to take away our democracy. (laughs) Um, But yes, while you have the right to vote, you should definitely use it if you want to continue to have the right to vote in the future. Definitely. And then also don't just... Like, I know, obviously, it's all about national politics and the president and everything, but local politics still are important. They actually probably affect you way more than your physical body. Um, Yeah, than what national politics affect you. So just make sure to do that. And then, yeah, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can mail it out, but you should mail it out as soon as possible. Yep. And or you can drop it off yep. at a local 
ballot drop-off place. There's plenty of those. Just don't drop it off at one of the fake ones that all the Republicans posted about. I just read about that. Uh, I hate it. All over California. So don't do that. Um, So be smart, but don't, and don't be dumb. (laughs) Literally. Okay. Before we end this. So I've been thinking about changing the name of the podcast. Because I recently made, not recently, a couple months ago, made my Instagram public instead of private, uh-huh. which is a pretty risky move because I have the a podcast Instagram or your personal, my Instagram. personal. Okay. Um, the podcast one has always been public. Okay. So I made my personal one public because I was just like, whatever, like, I don't even care. Like it is what mainly I, the reason I did it was because when you tag other people, if you're not public, like they can't see it. So mm-hmm. like the um the shit show podcast that I always share about like they weren't they couldn't see what I was tagging oh um and so I was like I'll just make it public because I tag them I tag a bunch of other pages regularly which was pretty risky because I have a crazy ex-boyfriend and he has a crazier wife or ex-wife I don't know whatever Mm. so they're both really crazy and like have harassed me on social media but I was like whatever I don't even care well I've received probably like a handful of responses to stuff that I posted, either from people that I know or just people that somehow come across my stories. Okay. Because it's public, although I don't even know how you find random people's stories. Like, I don't know. Maybe if it's like in the trending something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I've gotten a handful of responses from people being really awful and like being really mean Hmm. um like telling me that if i support democrats like i'm supporting there's that whole thing right now about like liberals who like drink the blood of children or stuff like that have you ever have you heard of that no i mean i'm not surprised but listener if you could see my eye roll right (laughs) now you'd be concerned for my eyeballs (laughs) So I like that's like a comment I've gotten. I've gotten a comment about oh how God. all the Democrats just like they're just they're worse than Republicans. Yeah. Like just all this like stuff basically because I post liberal stuff. Like I literally anyways. <sighs> but so I've gotten just like some hate from random people or people that I haven't talked to from high school. And almost every single one of them literally is like, oh, just another dumb bitch. I'm like, how creative and like how I just I don't understand. I don't understand where people can like just be mean for the sake of being mean. Yeah. And just like on social media saying that to either a complete stranger, someone they haven't talked to, whatever, in years. Yeah. And just be completely um, just rude for no reason. Like just because I'm posting something you don't like guess what you don't have to watch it like unfollow me don't watch my stories mute me like there's so many options now on social media to hide the stuff that you don't want to see yeah but so because that themselves so because i have been told a couple of times that i'm just some dumb bitch i really want to rename the podcast some dumb brunette (laughs) and that's what i think i'm gonna do because funny uh, my Instagram um, bio since like the day I had my Instagram has always been that tall blonde bitch. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never changed it. 
That's so funny. It's very appropriate. That is. People have always said I've been a bitch too. People take both of us for being bitches a lot just because we don't like to be walked over when it's not justified. Like we don't like having people throw their opinions at us with no reason. Yeah. And I also, I just see through people's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't know if I've told like expressed this to you before, but like once you lie to me and I catch you in a lie, you're just a liar. Like, and it, and it, like, I understand that just because you lie once doesn't make you a liar, but in my head now I can't believe most of what you're going to tell me. Yeah. If it was that easy to lie about that thing. Yeah. And so like, I just, once I catch you in a lie, like I just, think everything you tell me is bullshit and mm-hmm. usually it is because i think if someone lies to you once they're probably gonna lie to you again yeah um and i'm not talking about like white lies like i'm sick but you're really not sick you just don't want to go out with them or something mm-hmm. you know um but yeah people also think i'm a bitch just because i'm quiet sometimes my sister had a boyfriend for a really long time that hated how quiet I was. Hmm. Like, with, every time I'd visit them or see them, like, he would just comment, like, your sister never talks, like, blah, blah, That's she's weird. so shy. Like, he would just be like, you need to get out of, like, you need to get out of your comfort zone, blah, blah, you're so like, shy. Like, maybe there's a reason I'm not comfortable around you. Yeah, and then once they finally broke up five years later, I was like, you realize that I'm not, sh-, like, to my sister, you realize I'm not shy. Like, I just fucking hated him like because if I'm comfortable around you if I like you sometimes I can't shut up Mm -hmm. hence why we've been talking for so long (laughs) but same but definitely I wish I introvertedness exactly I wish that I could um name the podcast some dumb bitch but I don't think that you can name the podcast that I don't know it probably like violates apple's Hmm. rules or something i don't know but i like some dumb brunette because people call women dumb blondes all the time yeah and it's just like i am i know that i'm intelligent but also sometimes i am really dumb about things you're silly about things yeah but like i don't think calling myself i'd rather call myself dumb than someone else call me dumb yeah. And I also don't take offense to people calling me a bitch either. Yeah, me neither. Unless it's like, you just think I'm being a bitch because I'm quiet. Then I'm going to be like, no, I'm not a bitch. I just don't like you. Yeah. I just don't feel like being fake. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. I, that's like the thing, too, is like, in, unless you're just, pol- it's not even polite, but just like, forcing conversation friends with everyone to save face yeah yeah like, no like i don't want to be friends with everyone Mm-mm. i can be polite. i want to have like engagement with people yeah but if i don't feel like you're gonna give me that same respect then i'm not gonna make the effort yeah and like i can be polite to people that i don't like or like things like that you yeah. know like just because I don't like you or don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm going to be rude to you or mm-hmm. like pretend you don't exist. Like that's not also not who I am. Yeah. You know, I had somebody do that to me for like several years recently, like a mutual friend. 
it's so freaking weird but everybody's like i don't understand why they don't like you i'm like me neither but i don't i'm not gonna like force a friendship upon them if they don't want to be my friend yeah like no i'm not ever gonna force anybody to be my friend yeah and or to like like me or i'm not gonna pretend to be something i'm not or someone i'm not for people to like me like i want bed like i just want to always be the same person no matter who i'm hanging out with and i want people to recognize that to be not to like think that i'm different when i hang out with a different group of people oh yeah i've seen that from some people and i didn't like it yeah I'm also thinking about right now how there's someone who told you that they can't believe that you're friends with me yeah. because I was really mean to them in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that so often. I was thinking about that recently, too. It's it, just it seems so out of left field to me. Yeah. Like, I, and especially things that happen in high school, like we're so far from removed from it at this point. And I know I'm not the same person I was in high school. No. Yeah. I'm not even the same person I was when I was friends with that person. Yeah. So like how they can necessarily say that like you are that. Yeah. Like it's just such a. F- I just want to be like, are you this like to that person? Are you the same person you were back then? Because if memory serves me right, you were not that kind either. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, th- I personally don't think I was mean to this person, but if I was, like, that was never my that intention. That was just a perception. Yeah, like, and I, it just, it's so crazy to me. And what's even crazier is that I worked with that person. <laughs> and, like, we saw each other. It never came up. Like, huh? passing in the hallway and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just, like, I understand it's weird to have conversations like that, but I'm very much the person that, like, if I've ever hurt your feelings, if I've ever offended you, if I've ever done something that's rubbed you the wrong way, just tell me, like, because I, that's how I learn, like, and that, you're holding on to something, but you're not allowing me the chance to apologize. Or remedy it. Yeah, so you just, you kind of are okay like wanting to stay feeling that way and wanting to Absolutely. hold on to that. That's interesting. It's like, because otherwise she, this person would have reached out to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, from one bitch to another, thanks Cheers. for joining. Thanks bitch. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>